0: Okay, guys, we're continuing on the Chet Oman Aleph. We're uh, about five lines down on the Amun, uh, where it says, we're recalling the words of the Mishnah, Rabbi Lozweb Rabbi, so Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon said that the first Tishrei is, in fact, the Rosh Hashanah. If you look back on Amun Aleph, which I'm doing right now, I not if you can hear me turn the pages. He said, Rabbi Lozweb Rabbi Shimon said, we just discussed, according to the Talmud Kama. Rabbi Lozweb Rabbi Shimon said, it's achad chad be- Tishrei. Okay, it's so, Masar Masar. Am Rabbi Yochanan, the Mikra says both opinions, and the Mishnah learned this idea from the same pasuk. It's just a different way of interpreting the pasuk. Shnayim Arzit says in Tehilim, Lavshu Karim Hatson, vaAmakimi Yatu Bar Yitroahu Af Yashiru. So there's three parts of the pasuk. We'll see how each opinion analyzes. Excuse me, the three parts of the pasuk. Lavshu Karim Hatzon means the tzon were. Uh, or dress, or dressed in Karim. it sounds like pillows. but it means that like they sort of like have something extra on them. Rashi explains it means that they became pregnant. okay. also the the, uh, the valleys are wrapped in grain. Yitro oh, after Shiru means they trumpet and they even sing. So there's the idea that like, sort of the grain sings, in a certain sense, that's uh, probably through, the, through wind. Raj explains that the wind passes through the valley and the ripe grain, when it's, it's all ripe, so that makes like, maybe like a whistling noise or a rustling noise uh, that can be heard. Okay, so, the, so what we're seeing here is uh, the same time period is where the uh, zone where the sheep become pregnant and also the grain grows. And as well as this sort of singing of the grain, Rabbi Meir, who is our, we assume is the Tamakama of the Mishnah, Savar holds in my time lap Hatson. So he says, When is it that um, one second, yeah. He says, When is it that the uh, sheep become pregnant? It's the same time as when the valleys are full of grain. When is that? When are the valleys full of grain? Okay, so that's an, an Adar. So, if that's the case, mit abrot ba'adar, then the sheep clearly become pregnant, which is the same same time period, so they also become pregnant in Adar. And Rashi points out, we know that the gestation period for a uh, smaller animal, like a sheep or a goat, is five months, which we learned in Masachat Bichorot. V'yodot ba'av, so if they get pregnant in Adar, count five months from Adar, you're going to end up in Av. So that's when the animals are born. If that's the case, then Rosh Hashanah Shalahim, so the new year for Maser, will be Alul. Okay, so it'll be a little bit month following of. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shonamrim, slightly differently. When is that the sheep become pregnant? It's the time when the grain sings. When do the grains, do the stalks say Shira, say the song? Nisan, because that is a time when they are more ripe. Okay, so it's not Adar, it's Nisan. Then, if that's the case, So then uh, then the animals become pregnant, according to this pasuk, in Nisan. And then if you count the five months from Nisan, they give birth in Elul. And if they give birth in Elul, then the Rosh Hashanah shallahem tishrei. So their Rosh Hashanah will be tishrei the following month. Okay, so you see it's just a question of what's the main part of the... We'll uh, be comparing the sheep, the pregnancy of the sheep, to when the valleys become full of grain. That's Rabbi Mary's opinion, which happens a little bit earlier in Adar. And according to uh, Rabbi, Lezer and Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon, we compare the uh, pregnancy of the sheep to the singing of the grain, Okay, which happens slightly later in Nisan. Okay, the Gemara says, well, So he, the other opinion, namely Rabbi Meir, he also, for him also, the pasuk says that they sing. So why doesn't he think that that's a, a significant element to this uh, in this pasuk? Because there's no to ba'felta bin Nissan. That's for the late uh, blooming or late uh, blossoming uh, grains that happens in Nissan. But the regular ones it. Remember, we have this for the felta I think in Masachemoy Katan as well. the uh, dachnami. The other opinion also. So, so now we're going to the Hakti Bamakim Yatu Why do they not pay attention to when the valleys are full of grain? Why do they skip ahead to the time when there's the rustling or the singing of the grain? says, No, They said, No, that's in the the quicker uh, um, blossoming grains. those actually come in Adar. So you see, there's so a machlok I'll be focusing on, so that the ones come a little later and the ones that come a little bit earlier. Okay. Taslam achloket. Gamar says, well, Bishamala rabbi Meir. It makes a lot of sense, according to rabbi Meir. Ki the Pasuk says, lav shukarim hatzon, bisman Atfubar. It says, if you look at the order of the Pasuk, it fits very nicely for rabbi Meir because Lavshu shukarim hatzon, right, the animals, the, the sheep become pregnant. And that's bisman, that's at the same time, shamakim that the valleys become full or wrapped up in grain. Vikanami, there's also this idea of yutarao ach but You see the two, that there's also the same But the point is that the first two things go together the proximity of those two descriptions should indicate um, that they share the same time period. But... I love Rabbi Eliza, Rabbi Shimon, the Quand Rabbi and Rabbi Shimon, should have said the opposite. Lavshukarim Hatzon, it should have said that a sheep become pregnant. At the time when, they, um, when there's the singing of the grains. There's also this idea of the grain and the valleys are full of grain. But you see that the fact is that the, the fact that there's sort of a separation between the first part of the Pasuk and the last part of the Pasuk makes the pain of Rabbi Eliza and Rabbi Shimon slightly more difficult to understand from that Pasuk. And therefore, Ella, so uh, we're going to reject that interpretation of having the same pasuk because it's, while the pasuk makes a lot of sense for Rabbi Meir, it doesn't make quite as much sense for the opinion of Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Rabbi Elazar and Rabbi Shimon. So, or so rather, or rabbi. rabbi says well, a different pasuk. Everyone agrees that when the, the sheep become pregnant, when the Amakim the valleys are full of grain, and that's in the Okay, so everyone agrees with that. But here, but we're arguing about actually a different pasuk. Okay, so it's not going to be about the pasuk of um, the issue of when exactly the animals become pregnant and when they give birth. They all agree they give birth basically in, in Av. Okay, so why is it that we have to understand why is it that Rabbi Leos and Rabbi Shimon skip ahead to Tishrei for Maaser Behima as opposed to just going with Elul, which is the closest one? So he says it depends on the following. Here they're arguing about this pasuk. Pasuk says in the farm you aser to aser, right? You should the double language of giving Maaser. You should surely tithe. The Passover are discussing two different types of dagan. One is the Maser of the animal, right? Every tenth animal. And one is the tenth, uh, the tithe that we give of uh, grain, right? The Maser that gives of the lady. Rabbi Meir Savar, Rabbi Meir holds, Meikish Maasar Behima, the Dagan. We're going to connect Maasar Behima to Maasar Dagan. And the truth is, both opinions will connect both of them together. Question is, for what purpose? So he says as follows, Ma Maasar Dagan, Samuf Gomro Yisu just as it be a Maaf here, right? Maaf, just as so too. So just as Maasar Dagan is connected, is close, um we connect the completion to its tithing, Right, it's isur. Its tithing is close to when it becomes uh, completed. Okay, meaning that the maser, actually, the gun is really completed in the time of. Tishrei and therefore, or right before Tishrei, and therefore the time for Maser is a Tishrei, which we'll see a little bit later in the Masach. Like a couple of days, Masar so to Masar beHima, Samu l'Gomar Isuro will connect. Okay, the Isur, the the again Isur who in Ayin and a sin, meaning the tithing, to when it's completed. So again, it's completed. The animals are born in Av, so the Rosh Hashanah is going to be the tithing is going to be based on Elul. Okay, come off to So again, it's not it's not only really at the same time period. It's that there's a theory of how do you decide when there's the the uh, the tithing. The new year for tithing is dependent on when the previous year's thing is done. So when the Dagan is done, which is an Elul, so then Tishrei becomes the Rosh Hashanah for Masar Dagan. Because the animals are born in Av, so Elul becomes, right, the next month Elul becomes the the Rosh Hashanah for the Maser. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon Sareb, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon hold, no. Masar Dagan. So they agree we're still connecting the two together. Both Masar Behimah and Masar Dagan. Again, Aser to Aser, the two different Maserot. But for the following explanation. Much more much more technical or much more simple. Ma Masar Degan Rosh Hashanah Tishrei. Jesus is Masar Degan. The Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei. A Masar Behima Rosh Hashanah So the Masar Behima as well. Meaning we're not, according to our blessing in the Rabbi Shimon, we connect Masar Degan and Masar Behima in a much more technical sense, not in a practical sense that we connect. It's not like we connect the Rosh Hashanah to a time period where that thing actually happens. It just we say, well, we know Masar Degan is going to be Tishrei. So if that's the case, Masar Behima follows along it's also going to be Tishrei okay, and that's a much simpler explanation in a certain sense a much simpler explanation um, of the Machoke at Rabbi Meir and, uh, on one hand and Rabbi Loz and Rabbi Shimon on the other hand okay moving along we say the first of Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for years so Gemara asks just as like we ask we ask what's the point why would we have to say this what's, what's the halachat ramification of the first of Tishrei so just as a side point for a second it's noted, we'll note soon there's going to be three different answers here. And only the third answer is going to be that the first of Tishrei is what we call Rosh Hashanah, meaning that it's a Yom Hadin. It's the time we're judged for the whole year. Meaning, so it's clearly not super obvious to the Gemara that that actually is a significant factor, um, certainly not from Tanakh. Right? You don't see anywhere in Tanakh mentioning the idea of Yom Hadin. Uh, from Rosh Hashanah and therefore you'll see that uh, well we'll see an indication but not an explicit not an explicit reference at least uh, so you'll see that the, the attempts here are going to be different first and we'll get to a third opinion which actually says that and we certainly agree, feel that that is true but at least at the beginning we're not going to say that so we say mm-hmm. the Ma'ayyot the was the halakhic verification of the first of Tishrei Amra Ha'apopad li'shtarot says it's first shhtarot and we have this exact same answer in the very very beginning of the Masatah when it came to the first Rosh Hashanah right we said, Rosh Hashanah, and We said uh, uh, And We asked the same question. and Rav said So here, Rav Papa says Okay, did not. It's been learned in the Mishnah. if you remember, we said that if you predate uh, um, right, um, documents of, of debt. Promissory notes they're pasul because they have ramifications for making uh, liens on property, right? If some, if the if the uh, if the loan was made earlier than it really happened, so then there's a lien on the property from an earlier date. If somebody had sold property at that earlier date, then the, the creditor could collect from even the purchaser of that property, and that was, so that you creates problems where they don't exist. That, so that they're pasul. ba If they're if they're um, postdated, it they would be kosher because no one really loses. Um, and the point is, how do we know how to date the the uh, the year the, uh, the document properly? So you have to know what year it is. So Echad be is going to be that date. Where it says, what are you talking about? We said that the first of Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah for kings. We have the exact same question. We ask, for the halachic ramification? We have the first of the first So which one is it? It's the Sh'tarot in Tishrei, as what just said. Or Sh'tarot in Nisan. Or the Rosh Hashanah for Sh'tarot in Nisan which we said earlier, or ifchis said earlier. So the Gemara says, no problem, as you learned, remember, we learned before, kan Israel, Yisrael, kan l'malcha but right, the difference is, well, are you counting based on l'malcha Yisrael where the Rosh Hashanah is Nisan, or are you counting for kings of other nations where the Rosh Hashanah is Tishrei, we talked about that. So that's fine, but the Gemara says, hold on. Allah, however, hadam or ifchis, but remember what ifchis said, this statement, or ifchis made, l'shanu ela l'malcha Yisrael or himself then pointed out that his statement about Rosh Hashanah Nisan being the Rosh Hashanah for Melachim was only from Melchized Israel, but he told us that's not true from Melchized because that's from Tishrei so Rav Chista Matnitin Atal then just coming to teach us what's already true in the Mishnah meaning that if the correct interpretation of our Mishnah is that there's two different dates given in our Mishnah. One is Echad Benisan, which is for Melachim, and one 's is which Betishrei, which is, which is for, um, excuse me, Echad Benisan is for Melachim, that means Malchei Yisrael. And one's Echa Echad Betishrei, which is Shanim, when he means Shanim of Malchei Umot Ha'ulam. So why would Rav Chista ever have to make that distinction for us? That's, in, that's inherent in the Mishnah itself. And Amorayim do not need to repeat things that are already in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says... So, so it doesn't seem to be a valid explanation. The so Gemara says, low. So right, that's not true. That's not what he's doing. Rav Chista was not trying to just teach us a Mishnah. Rav Chista cry at the And Rav Chista was actually making that statement to help us understand psukim. And remember, we learned earlier there was all these psukim that sort of, like, indicated different things. Shachistah's goal was not to teach us the halacha that the Mishnah already recounted. That would still be true. That would still be true. The halacha will be correct. Um, but he did want to point this thing out so we know the proper interpretation of the various psukim that are quoted. Okay, so that's one explanation. or If you want, we could say a different answer. Maybe Rav Chista understood the Mishnah, not the way Rav Papa understood it here, that the Echav is a Rosh Hashanah for Shtarot based on Machayi Motolam. Although that would be true, but that's not what the Mishnah is teaching. What is Rabbi Zeyra? He understands in the question of Rabbi Zeyra. The Rabbi Zeyra Amar Lutkufa. Because as Rabbi Zeyra said, the point of Echab bin Tishrei is Lutkufa. For the seasons. Okay? And for Rabbi Lazar, he, the Amar bin Tishrei ni This is according to the opinion of Rabbi Lazar, who says that the world was created in Tishrei. Okay, and therefore that would help us in terms of the calculation of the different seasons and the times of the year, all based on Tishrei, assuming that Tishrei was the time when the world was created. That's a machloka, we'll see in Zafiyud, where there's a machloka whether it was created in Tishrei or in Nisan. Okay, a third answer, and for this one, which I'll, we'll get to the next um, at the end of the Amid here, Rav Nachman bar Amar L'Din. Rav Nachman bar Yisak gives the most obvious answer for us, but clearly not the most obvious answer for the Gemara, which is that Echad Tishrei is the Rosh Hashanah for Din for judgment. Tichtiv, as the to says as follows. Okay, here's the Gemara. It's that we know that Alot Tishrei is is the Yom Hadin. Me'reshit Hashanah v'Yadaf Ri'chana. Hashem looks at the world from the beginning of the year until the end of the year. What does that mean? From the beginning of the year, from the beginning of the year, it is judged what will be at the end of the year. That's what it means. Hashem looks from the beginning to the end of the year. He has the perspective the entire year. From the very beginning, He's judging what the the entirety of the year will include. Now, if that may be true, so there'll be my detishrei. From what do we know that that happens in tishrei? The in, right, This is a famous passage from the Mahzor, right? Blow, right? Sound the trumpet and the chodesh and with the shofar, b'kese l'yom hagenu. Now what does kese mean? So it sounds like the word l'chaso, to cover. The Gemara says, e'zehu chad, she'ha chodesh uh, which is the month in which the excuse me which is the Chag the holiday in which the month is covered up and here the word Chodesh doesn't really mean month it really means the moon that the moon is covered meaning it's a new moon there's only really one holiday where the moon is new so I would say this is Rosh Hashanah right we're in the Amadet now right this is a Rosh Hashanah and it says it is a Chok for Yisrael Okay, is a chok, a statute, it is a mishpat, loke okay, Yaakov, it's a uh, uh, judgment for the God of Jacob. So you see this idea that uh, that is a time of uh, judgment, okay? So we have these three things together, Hashem looking at the world from the very beginning, to the end. That is the time the time when the when the when the is uh right, when the new moon is covered up or when the moon is covered because of, because it's a new moon, you can't you can't really see much when it's a new moon and that's, uh, and that's Rosh that's and that's the idea that we get judged during that time. Okay, we will stop here.